Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for you. Friday morning, the 3rd of November, 2023. Daniel Pettigrew with you for the final time this week, broadcasting, as always, through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457-736-736. That's all before breakfast with Jimmy Smith and Brandy this morning, Greg Alexander. Vossi will be back on Monday. Uh, he's finished making his candles and we'll be back on Monday. But this morning, Jimmy and Brandy. Queensland, this is you'll get the first hour of Brandy and Jimmy. And then it will be Pat and Heels from 6 a.m. local time. A lot to get through between now and then, though. We're going to have a chat with Chris Perkins in America once again in about 15 minutes. We're going to continue his search for an NRL team. I'll explain why in just a second. John Gallo will join me on the line in about half an hour or so to talk all things football, both here with another round of the A-League, the EPL over in the UK. So we'll speak to John in about half an hour. But most importantly, and as always for your Friday morning, want to hear from you. one 1170 or 0457-736-736. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. All right, uh, we're going to speak to Chris shortly, so you don't have as much time as usual, but we are trying to find him an NRL team. He's got the Tigers and the Bulldogs as a candidates. He dismissed the Gold Coast Titans yesterday. Today we look at the Dolphins. So any listers up bright and early in Queensland that might want to convince Chris to become the fa- a fan of the newest team in the NRL, jump on the open line, jump on the text line, tell us why you are a Dolphins fan. I'd be intrigued to know. Clearly, they only started this year in the NRL. And what's so good about being a Dolphins fan? Maybe it's the fins up thing. Uh, so if you are up bright and early in uh, Queensland, maybe there's a Dolphins fan listing elsewhere. 0457 736 736. And if you're not a Dolphins fan... Everyone seems to love the Dolphins. But if you're not a Dolphins fan, give Chris some pros and cons and why he should or shouldn't be a Dolphins fan. Only got about 20 or so minutes to do this, so get those texts in pretty quickly. Pros and cons of being a Dolphins fan. He dismissed the Titans last uh, yesterday, said he couldn't surf, said he does want to go to the Gold Coast but not to support the Titans. So let's see if the Dolphins can be his team. 0457 736 736 or 1300 Uh We'll get to all of that shortly, but let's have a look at the news of the day. Let's start with the cricket overnight. India playing Sri Lanka. And if you're just switching the radio on and you haven't heard the score of this, this is 100% true. Start with India. They made eight for 357 off their 50 overs. No real surprise there. Good innings. Sri Lanka, all out of 19.4 overs for just 55 runs. India winning by 302 runs. Quite unbelievable. Um, Not unbelievable that India won. That's not surprising. But very unbelievable that Sri Lanka, all out for just 55 That's very, very poor from Sri Lanka. India now back at the top of the ladder, having played seven games. South Africa second, also playing seven games. Australia in third, but they do have a game in hand, of course, in action against England tomorrow. They're on on 8.6 games played. New Zealand are in fourth with seven games played. As I said yesterday, that game against Pakistan tomorrow afternoon, which begins at about 4 o'clock our time, 3 o'clock if you're listening in Queensland, will be very crucial. Uh, both having played seven games 
and New Zealand sitting on eight points, whereas Pakistan are on six points. So going to be very, very interesting to see how that plays out. It continues tonight, though. It should be an intriguing game in its own right. Uh, Netherlands up against Afghanistan, 7.30 tonight. Of course, the Netherlands pulled up, uh, pulled off an upset. The Afghanistan has pulled off a couple of upsets. So we will talk about all of that uh, next week with Paul Dennett. But going to be interesting to see, as I said, New Zealand-Pakistan tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m., followed by England and Australia at 7.30 p.m. Any thoughts on how you think that might be going? What are you looking forward to most on the weekend of sport as well? Uh, we've got the Cricket World Cup. We've got the final weekend of the Rugby League Internationals. Of course, Australia up against New Zealand once again over in Hamilton, Australia. That's tomorrow afternoon, about 3 p.m. Australia did beat uh, New Zealand last week. Can New Zealand turn things around tomorrow in Hamilton? Uh, the Golden Eagle, of course, being run as well this weekend. Tomorrow, heading out there. It'll be always a good day out there at Rose Hill. And, of course, we are only, um, and I know we're not in Melbourne, but I dare say if anyone is listening in Victoria, it could be a bit of an extra long weekend because we're only four days away from the running of the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday. We'll be on air on Tuesday. We'll preview it all then. But looking forward to that, maybe some of you are making it an extra long weekend with the Melbourne Cup coming up on Tuesday, even though technically, as we discussed with Matty Cox the other morning, it's not a public holiday here as such uh, in New South Wales or Queensland. But um, I think work, most people stop work at midday. But we will get on to the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday. But what are you most looking forward to over the next 48, 72 hours of sport? Are you going to something? Love to know. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Why should you hear, uh, Chris Perkins become a Dolphins fan as well? If you are a Dolphins fan listing, let me know why you became a Dolphins fan. What's so good about being a Dolphins fan? And if you're not a Dolphins fan, give Chris some pros and cons about being a Dolphins fan. Uh, let's have a look at the news of the day. And this Jerome Luai story continues uh, and just gets more interesting as it goes on, uh, not long after the breakfast show went off air yesterday, the breakfast shows went off air yesterday, uh, Jerome Luai put up a social media post on Instagram. Um, and this emerges as the West Tigers consider making a play for uh, Luai. Luai seemingly had a subtle swipe at Ivan Cleary the day after the Panthers coach had questioned whether it was a risk to pay his star half more than $1 million a season. Luai posted a story to his Instagram account on Thursday morning with the caption, Know Your Worth, alongside a song by rapper 50 Cent. Our Panthers football CEO Matt Cameron was aware of Luai's post, but didn't expect it to impact their chances of re-signing the 26-year-old. Uh, he said, I've seen it. We haven't engaged with Jerome about it. The coach has been away. He was back the day before yesterday. I think uh, Ivan had been in touch with him. We had a meeting with him three weeks ago and all parties were very transparent. Ivan's comments yesterday, they were things we have been talking about. The post is what the post is. I don't live in a social media world. We'll engage with Jerome and continue that conversation. We know he's off contract at the end of 2024, meaning he's now free to sign with rival clubs. Now, the Tigers... They're not believed to have made an official approach as yet, but the club is determined to arm rookie coach Benji Marshall with a side capable of fighting for finals footy. We know the Dragons uh, are potentially a possibility for Jerome Luai as well. The Tigers have signed uh, Aiden Caesar for next year. Uh, Marshall and Luai have a relationship that stretches back a few years, back to 2021. Um, and, of course, uh, they were teammates at one stage in the Maori All-Star side. So we'll see what happens with all of that. 
What did you make of Jerome Luai's Instagram post yesterday? And do you read much into it? Know your worth? Um, we know he's very active on Instagram. He was active after uh, State of Origin early on in the year as well. Well, what do we think? What do we think about Jerome Luai? And is that a subtle dig at Ivan Cleary's comments on Wednesday? This story just keeps on delivering, doesn't it? And it's going to be really interesting to see where Jerome Luai does end up. Of course, if he had signed anywhere else, and we're not of the belief that he has, but if he, even if he had, like every other player, we wouldn't know um, for at least another week because there is that 10-day cooling-off period now. So there could be other players that have uh, maybe signed or said they agreed to terms with another club, but we don't know because the cooling-off period uh, is still going to happen. So... We'll wait and see. Very, very intriguing to see what does happen there. Jerome Luai, what do you make of his comments? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Meanwhile, the other big news in rugby league yesterday was the story coming out of the Warriors with Adam Fanua Blake uh, asking for a release. Uh, the Warriors released a statement late yesterday in response to the report that Fanua Blake had requested a release on compassionate grounds from his multi-million dollar deal. Warriors Chief Executive Cameron George said the club was considering the request. It is understood Fanua Blake wants to return to Sydney to be closer to his parents who are battling health issues. Um, now, of course, that means rivals uh, have began uh, circling after it was broken that the 27-year-old who was the highest paid prop in the game this year on a deal with worth more than $1 million a season and still had three years remaining on his current contract, could be on the open market. Now, the Dragons, again, were among the quickest to put their hand up as Flanagan looked to turbocharge his rebuild of the club. Um, we know, of course, they're already looking at Joey uh, Manu, amongst others. Um, but their, their hope is is that the network of connections at the club can help convince Fanua Blake to return to the Dragons, where he spent two years as part of their under-20s side. Um, Flanagan said yesterday he is a quality player and one of the best props in the game. We would be crazy not to look at him. He has a connection with the club. He played here as a 20-year-old. He has a connection with some of the players here. His footy smart, his intellect is up there. Canterbury are also in the market for forward reinforcements having been linked with Payne Haas, as we know, earlier on the year. However, it is understood they would need to massage their salary cap to be able to fit in Fedora Blake's uh, wage because he is being paid over a million dollars. There's been a couple of other clubs there on social media that people have rumoured about, but the Dragons do seem to be the favourite at the moment for Fenua Blake. But whoever does pick up Adam Fenua Blake, whether it be the Dragons or another club, be a very good signing. Um disappointing obviously for the Warriors if he is to leave and all indications seems like he is going to be doing so um, on the back of a very good year for the Warriors so disappointing uh, that he wants to leave but obviously uh, compassionate grounds we understand that but whatever club does get Fenua Blake be happy where, where do you think he does end up is it the Dragons look the Dragons um, have been in the news a lot this week Joey Manu on Wednesday uh, people were talking about Tom Dearden as well uh, now Adam Fenua Blake. We know the Dragons have been struggling for a few years. We know Shane Flanagan uh, is in there. And the bonus to this is if the Warriors do grant Adam Fenua Blake uh, a release, what does happen after that is that all these other players that we're talking about, Jerome Luai, Joey Manu, all the others, we're talking 2025 for them. It will be 2024 for the Dragons if that indeed 
does happen. So uh, they'll be going pretty hard out uh, at him, I imagine, if he is granted that release. Where does Adam Fanua Blake end up? Where do you see him ending up? The Dragons? The Bulldogs? Do you think there's another club maybe outside of Sydney? Maybe inside of Sydney that could maybe release a couple of players? I don't know how it would work. 0457 736 736 or one 300 And just on the Dragons as well, they have made a three-year offer to keep Moses Suli at the club long-term. Um, he's now able to sign with Royal Clubs for 2025 and is expected to attract interest from a host of teams, including the Tigers. He is in the final year of his three-year contract after joining the Dragons from Manly. Uh, so the Dragons wanting to keep him, offering him a three-year deal. And just back to cricket, of course, Australia in action tomorrow night against England. We were talking about Glenn Maxwell yesterday uh, and then came out yesterday afternoon that Mitch Marsh is heading home, at least for now. But he has told teammates that he will be back to help Australia win the World Cup after departing the Australian camp suddenly to deal with a family issue. So that means Australia will just have 13 fit players to choose from for Saturday's match against England after Marsh joined Glenn Maxwell in being unavailable for the clash. Uh, he left India late on Wednesday night, with Cricket Australia not placing a timeline on his return. Um, however, he has said uh, he will be back. Marcus Dorner said he's flown home late last night. He's got a family issue going on. And like we all know, family is very important. Uh, so he's doing the right thing and he's getting home and he's seeing the people he needs to see. And then I don't think there's a timeline on when he's coming back, but I'm sure he'll do what he needs to do at home and then get back. He sent a message last night saying, I'll be home for a little bit and I'm coming back to win this World Cup. So that speaks to his mindset. So hopefully, uh, obviously, hopefully, most importantly, everything is okay with Mitch Marsh and his family. And hopefully he can return back uh, to help Australia in, hopefully, uh, the semifinals, which Australia should be featuring in. And then you never know what might happen after that. So that's just some of the news of the day on this Friday morning. Uh, Jerome Luai, what did you make of the Instagram post? Do you think it meant much? Or do you think it was just a little dig? at Ivan Cleary's comments the other day. What are you most looking forward to on the weekend of sport? Are you heading to a sporting event? Would love to hear from you. Um, and also, Adam Fanua Blake, where does he end up? Hmm, we'll find out if he does get that release from the Warriors. And Dolphins fans, jump on the text line, jump on the open line. Time to uh, convince Chris why he should be a Dolphins fan. Give him some pros and cons. Anyone can do this, not just Dolphins fans. Give him some pros and cons of being a Dolphins fan. Quarter past five in New South Wales, quarter past four in Queensland. We'll talk football in about 20 minutes, but on the other side of this, we'll get to your text and cross to Chris Perkins in America. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Nice to have your company, Tradies News in a Nutshell. We're here for Red Smoke Alarms. Think Red Smoke Alarms. Think redsmokealarms.com.au. And Amer Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. Wheeling the Dragon has jumped on the text line. 0457 736 736 says, get Jerome to the Dragons. Well, it might happen. You never know. Uh, we will take Fenua Blake also. Uh, I'm sure you would. And as I said, Fenua Blake, if he does get a release, thank you, Whelan uh, the Dragon, if he does get a uh, release and does end up, well, whatever club he ends up, uh, but if it is the Dragons, he'd be available to play for them next year. Of course, Jerome Luai and others, not until 2025. Where does Jerome end up? Where does Adam Fenua Blake end up? What did you make of Jerome's post on Instagram yesterday? Subtle dig at Ivan Cleary. 
um, and a lot more. What are you looking forward to on the weekend of sport? And why should Chris Perkins become a Dolphins fan? We're going to speak to him in just a second for the Makita XGT, experienced professional cordless power without limits. Give us some pros and cons on why Chris should be a Dolphins fan. intro for Chris Perkins, but there is a reason we're playing this great song. Good morning to you, Chris. Good morning. I thought we'd change it up a little bit. Every you got to change things mm. to freshen it up sometimes. Why are we so, playing this song, and, and though, in particular? Well, 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 Sweet Home Alabama, I am in the state of Alabama today. I'm just more than Birmingham. There I'm on my way down to, down to Louisiana. A big football game here Saturday night, by the way, in Tuscaloosa. Uh, number eight, Alabama against number 13, LSU. It is a bitter rivalry game. Saturday night, there will be 102,000 at Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. Guaranteed, there will not be an empty seat in that building. But I thought I'd just change it up a little bit, throw a little curveball out there. It's Friday, yep. and maybe this becomes a thing. Maybe maybe sales can get on this. We can turn this into a contest. Oh. You know, in, instead of where in the where in the world is Carmen San Diego, oh. we can call it where the bleep is Chris today. Uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? That's a great song, by the way. Uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Um, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? You've just taken me back about twenty twenty five years playing that on uh, the computer when I was very very young. Is that game even still around? I don't um, know if it still exists. I, I don't know. I remember playing it as well. I remember there was a TV show too. Yes, yes, there uh, was. based off of that uh, on public television over here. But anyway, we're we're getting we're going serious squirrel right now. Yes, where in the world is Carmen Santiago? Anyone remember that game? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Dolphins fans, your last chance as well to tell Chris why he should become a Dolphins fan and give us some pros and cons of being a Dolphins fan. Before all of that, the World Series. That's where we'll start this morning, Chris. It has wrapped mm. up, and the, the Texas Rangers started play as the the second iteration of the Washington Senators in 1961. They have never won a World Series until last night. They got all achingly close 12 years mm. ago against my St. Louis Cardinals. We're down to the final strike. We're one strike away from winning the World Series. Couldn't close the deal. No such problems last night, although things were interesting early on. Uh, Zach Allen, the starting pitcher for Arizona, took a no-hitter into the seventh inning. Mm. Problem was he didn't get a damn bit of run support. It was scoreless into the seventh. Texas gets a couple of hits. They sneak across a run, chase Gallon from the game. They're up one nothing. In ninth inning, a uh, simple little single to center field uh, with runners on would have Given the Rangers another run or probably just another run. Instead, the ball gets right past the center fielder, rolls all the way to the wall, two runs score, it's 3 nothing, and then Marcus Seemingen goes yard. 5 nothing. shut the door in the bottom of the ninth inning, and the Rangers win their first World Series title in franchise history. 5 nothing. four games to one over the Arizona Diamondbacks, and not bad for a team that two years ago, get this, lost 102 games. Wow. They went 60 and 102 two years ago. 
that is the that is the they're the first team to lose that many games and within two years win a World Series. That's very uh, so incredible. You said a hundred and two games they lost. They lost 102 games in 2021. They lost 94 games last year. This was a team that was pretty bad. And Bruce Bochy, they bring in Bruce Bochy, turns them around. And Bruce Bochy, how about this? He becomes the sixth manager all time to win four World Series titles. He won three with the San Francisco Giants. And the list of managers that that Bruce Bochy joins um, – Winning four World Series titles. Um, I, I, I'm thinking of the list here. Walter Alston, Casey Stengel, Joe Torre, um, and Connie Mack, and I cannot think of the other one, the, the last one on the list. But there are six men who have won four World Series titles as a manager. Bruce Bochy joined that list. He is in a very exclusive club. Joe McCarthy was the other one. I mean, we're talking legendary managerial names throughout baseball history. What this does do is uh, gives West Tigers fans some hope. I mean, you're saying they lost 102 games. West Tigers fans, there is some hope still for you. You've had a bad few years, but that's how you turn things around, going from losing 102 games to winning competition. So, Tigers fans, there is hope for you. Um, And some sad news regarding uh, a basketball coach, American basketball coach Bob Knight. One of the legends of the game. Uh, when he retired in 2008, he was he was the winningest coach in college basketball history. He's now sixth on the list. Won 902 games as a college head coach. Bob Knight passed away yesterday at the age of 83. And growing up, I was a college basketball fan growing up. Still am today, of course. But watched a lot of college basketball when I was a kid. And Bob Knight patrolling the sidelines at Assembly Hall in Bloomington was absolute must-see TV Mm. because you never knew what he was going to do. You knew he was going to be coaching a great team, but you never knew what was going to set him off. I mean, he's famous for doing some weird, some very, very strange things. Lots of arguments with refs, lots of technical fouls. I recall a chair getting thrown across the lane one time after an argument with a referee. Uh, but what you can't, what you can definitely can say about him, Mike Greenberg put it a good way this morning. Um, I'll steal from him. He, Bob Knight was everything you thought he was. He was brilliant. Mm. He was demanding. He was cantankerous. He was everything. Mm. And, you know, a lot of flaws in his personal life. But what you knew with Bob Knight, he was a great coach. He was a great teacher. And, when you hear the tributes of his former players, and there are many of them who have been, who've tributed him in the last last hours or so since the announcement of his passing, uh, he was a maker of men. Mm. He he was much loved by his players. He was loved by the Indiana community, by the University of Indiana fan base there in Bloomington, in the state of Indiana. Uh, he he. I, even after his firing under controversial circumstances back in 2000, uh, by by his own actions, he got himself fired. But there there was a lot of blowback at the University of Indiana, and uh, he got he stayed away from the program for almost 20 years until he went back to Assembly Hall back in February of 2020 to a standing ovation from a packed house. Mm. Uh, like I said, much love and a great coach. Mm. 
Unfortunately, he'd been ill for a while, and he passes away yesterday at the age of 83, survived by his wife, Karen, and two sons uh, who uh, who also played for him mm-hmm. at Indiana and coached under him as well. Very uh, Condolences absolutely to the Knight family and uh, the entire fan base of Indiana. Yeah, very well said, Chris. Uh, now, changing tact a little bit. So yesterday, uh, we asked you if you wanted to become a Titans fan. You said no to them. So... The Dolphins, see, now the Dolphins are an interesting one, Chris, because they are the newest team in the NRL, have only played mm-hmm. a year, uh, clearly haven't made a grand final, clearly haven't made the finals. They how do, however, have a long history uh, in Queensland Cup Rugby League. They've got one of the best coaches of the game as well in charge, at least for one more year, and Wayne Bennett, maybe the best coach ever, arguably some people would say. They were, I think, for most part of uh, the season, just gone. They were everyone's second favourite team. A text here on the text line 0457 736 736 says, Chris should jump on the Dolphins bandwagon because it's only going up from here. Plus, another text says, if he's going to go to the Gold Coast, he should go to Brisbane as well. So, because Brisbane and the Gold Coast are only about an hour away from each other, the Dolphins play a lot of games at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. Um, I know you like underdogs, Chris. So, the Dolphins are a team, are they a team that may potentially be a candidate for you for 2024 and beyond or not? No. Now they're they're kind of unique. They don't really have a home base per se, right? They're just kind of Queensland. Yeah. So well, they're based in Redcliffe, um, and they play a few games in, at Redcliffe, but they play uh, at least last year, just gone this year, uh, the majority of their games at Suncorp Stadium. So they've got a couple of home grounds. Yes. Okay. So so they're they're kind of nomadic. They they're mm. they're new to the competition. So mm. it would be almost kind of like getting in on the ground floor. And I've got experience with that this year yes. with my soccer club being mm. a fan of an expansion team. Mm. Yeah, I think I I think I'll put I think I'll put them into the next Ooh, round. Ooh, so they are into the next round. So they joined the Tigers and the Bulldogs in the next round as being a candidate. All right. So we'll do one more next week, and then I'm off for a few weeks as a few renovations get done around here, uh, which but means we can do another team next week. And that team next week will be the Manly Sea Eagles, which is going to be very interesting indeed, whether Chris will pick Manly as a possible candidate. So three teams as a candidate now for Chris, West Tigers, the Bulldogs, and the Dolphins. Chris, great stuff. We'll talk again on Tuesday. We'll wrap up a huge weekend of sport. Uh, looking forward to it. Sounds good. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Matt. You too. Chris Perkins on the line from America. And we do that all for the Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation, and power without limits. NBL last night, we saw the Brisbane Bullets 108 defeat the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix 92 tonight. Good game. This should be the Illawarra Hawks taking on the Sydney Kings 7.30 tonight. So looking forward to that one in the NBL. 0457 736 736, our text number. Jump on the open line, 1300 1170. Jerome Lewis post, what did you make of it? What are you most looking forward to across the weekend of sport? Is it the rugby league? Is it the cricket? Is it the horse racing? Is it something else? Are you heading to a sporting event this weekend? And... Um, 
would love to know. If you are, that would be fantastic. And where does Adam Fenua Blake end up? What club does Adam Fenua Blake end up at? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. On the other side of this, we'll talk all things football with John Gallo. It's 28 to 6 in New South Wales, 28 to 5 in Queensland. Good to have your company on this Friday morning, 0457 736 736. Almost said Monday morning and scared myself, but no, definitely Friday morning or 1300 01 1170 is our open line number. Just repeating that cricket score from overnight, if you're just waking up, switching the radio on, India playing Sri Lanka. India made eight for 357 off their 50 overs. No real surprise there. Sri Lanka only lasting 19.4 overs out for 55, India winning by 302 runs. That is a massive victory uh, for India. Quite unbelievable. All out for 55. Uh, WBBL yesterday as well, the Hobart Hurricanes uh, beat the Melbourne Stars. They won by f- uh, six wickets with four balls remaining uh, there. Today, a couple of games in the WBBL. We've got the Adelaide Strikers up against the Sydney Sixers at 10 past five. Perth Scorchers will take on the Melbourne Renegades over in Perth at 8.40. And in the World Cup, the Netherlands will play Afghanistan tonight. Of course, England, Australia tomorrow and New Zealand, Pakistan tomorrow as well. Two important games in the Cricket World Cup. Don't forget, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. You've still got a bit of time, but not too much time. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. 22 to 6 in New South Wales, 22 to 5 in Queensland. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. And on the line to talk all these all things football is John Gallo. Morning to you, John. Morning to you, Dan. How are things on this lovely Friday morning? Uh, very, very well. Beautiful day. Well, actually, it's dark still, so I don't know if it's a beautiful day or not. In fact, I think it rained, at least in Sydney overnight, so maybe it's not so beautiful. But we'll find out together as the day unfolds. Isn't that right, John? That's right, yes, of course. Yes, it's soon to be beautiful, but maybe not in the next two days, as you said, forecast of showers, mm. Dan, and uh, oh. southeasterly potentially Ooh. coming up. But that won't dampen Ooh. our spirits, will it, this Ooh. weekend? That's for sure. Are you uh, trying to become a new weather person, the next weather person for Try Channel? to. Yeah, okay, good. Try, try trying to get anything at a gig here, Dan. I yes. mean, while the uh, studio is going to be closed down for a month, I do need to try <laughs> and get some gigs. Uh, well, anything to get my $10 million worth of salary. Yes, so. well, when you get that $10 million, you let me know. Uh, now, um, let's start on a serious, a more serious note. In terms of the World Cup, because we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago and on the back of the success of the Women's World Cup as well, uh, we look back at that and how good that that was, and then there was talk about Australia potentially bidding for the Men's World Cup in 2034. The other day they pulled out of that. No real surprise, but um, and a lot of people saying it's a good idea and a good thing that they did that to align themselves with the people that they need to align themselves with, but still disappointing because I still think, and I'm sure you agree, I, I reckon Australia would be great at hosting a Men's World Cup. Yeah, it's a, it's a really unfortunate uh, situation, I think, for, for football in this country. I think that the Men's Football World Cup is probably the, the biggest single sporting event, bigger than the Olympic Games. And you talk about viewership around the world and uh, and the involvement, the passion, I think, you can see for World Cup is just always lively. The atmosphere that's created um, in past World Cups has always been brilliant and one to remember. And I think there'll be tourists flocking to Australia, left, right and centre, and possibly New Zealand, if we were to share it with New Zealand mm. as well. I think it just helps the game here. We've got a very competitive sporting landscape, which many people around the world know. We, we have rugby league, rugby union, AFL, and 
and so on. I think it just puts football in this country on a, on a real big pedestal and it helps both the men's and the women's game so the women don't get left out of it. I think it will help continue from the Women's World Cup to pick up momentum that way as well. I think from a strategic point of view, I think they, uh, what I'm understanding is that Indonesia lent its support out to, uh, to Saudi Arabia, so it backed out of its bid and decided to back Saudi Arabia, which probably left Australia in a position where they're probably a bit more vulnerable and more likely going to lose. Uh, but in, in the end, it would have been good to carry on with the bid and just see what happens. You, you never know, Dan. As Keith have shocked us before, you never know. So, uh, But anyway, it, mm. is, it is more about supporting the 2026 Women's Asian Cup and the 2029 Club World Cup, yeah. from what I understand. So if that's their position on it, at least they're, they're you know, supporting women's game more and more, putting more money into that, which will be which will be great still. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's a little bit sad that we didn't go on with the World Cup bit. I would have liked to have the men's World Cup here in Australia and possibly mm. New Zealand. That, that's a little bit of a shame. But anyway, they know best. Matt, maybe, they know best. Maybe one day, maybe one day. Just on the back of that, the Matildas again. We spoke about them uh, last week. They won on Wednesday night 3-0 over Chinese Taipei. They move on to the next round of the Olympic qualifiers uh, in February. It is late February. But, gee, the crowds they've been getting, that goal from Mary Fowler the other day was amazing. They're just the momentum the Matildas have got since uh, the World Cup. It's just getting bigger and bigger, and it's great to see. Yeah, absolutely, and, and it's fantastic that the crowd tends to their last three Matildas games have been absolutely brilliant across Perth, and you just have to take your hat off to, to the fans, football fans, and the football community that have gone out and supported the Matildas. It's great to see that momentum still riding high after the recent Women's World Cup and how well the Matildas did in particular. I think, obviously, what, what a cracking goal for Mary Fowler yeah. outside that in the other box. If you get a chance to watch that on the highlight reel, uh, you know, sit back and enjoy. That was an absolute screamer. And, of course, they even got Nathan Cleary smiling <laughs> as well, which is always fantastic. Mm. Not that he needs to smile with three rings wrapped around his finger. Uh, but, you know, fantastic to see that. And, obviously, Sam Kerr and Tamika Yallop all getting on the scoring sheet. I have to say the first half was a very enjoyable first half. It was a tight tussle between a very two determined side. Chinese Taipei kept their structure, kept their shape throughout that first 45 minutes. The second 45 minutes, I think the waves of attack and the possession for the Matildas became a little bit all too much for the Chinese Taipei defence. But a fantastic result for the Matildas. Three out of three games, all on the, on the bounce of the win. And we look good for the uh, Olympic qualifiers for Paris 2024. So, well done to the Matildas. Yep, looking forward to them being back in action early next year. They've got a couple of friendlies before that as well. A-League this weekend. I'll just whip through the games before we look at the English Premier League. Uh, tonight, uh, Melbourne victory taking on Wellington Phoenix. We've got Western United up against Newcastle Jets tomorrow. Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers will play Perth Glory tomorrow. Also tomorrow, Adelaide United up against... Uh, Sydney, and sorry, that's actually next week. Sorry, I skipped ahead one week. Sorry, uh, Sydney FC, I was getting too excited. Uh, let's start that again. Melbourne City will play Sydney FC tonight. I wanted to ask you about Sydney FC. That'll be tonight. Then tomorrow, Wellington will take on Brisbane. MacArthur will play Western United. Uh, Melbourne Victory take on Adelaide United. Perth Glory play Central Coast. And then on Sunday, it is Newcastle up against the Wanderers. Uh, skipping ahead a week, but Sydney FC in action tonight against Melbourne City. Sydney FC, very disappointing start to the year. Just quickly, John. Yeah, they have been. You know, they've had two losses on the bounce start their season, sitting second last on the uh, on the Ag League ladder. They've got to look for form somehow. To hopefully, turn that around this weekend. That would be a, a good start. I think people are surprised by that because they obviously had a really good off season. They won the Australia Cup, so they're headed into this season with a lot of confidence and uh, and a lot of momentum behind them. So I think there's quite a few fans that are surprised, none more so obviously than senior FC fans. They're going to want to turn around things pretty quick. Obviously, Allianz Stadium is a big spectacle and a big stadium. They want to get that filled up as much as possible. We'll do the game, the world of good here in Australia as well, Sydney FC. But obviously, they're struggling at the moment. So uh, 
yeah, that, that shows you how competitive the A-League could be this season. All right, well, let's whip through these EPL games. Got about five and a half minutes. Starts at 11.30 tomorrow night. Fulham will play Man United. Man United been in the news a bit this week. Yeah, for all the wrong reasons. Mm. They got knocked out of the cup competition midweek, or actually yesterday against Newcastle United, 3-0 at home at Old Trafford. That's been even more pressure piled onto Ten Hag and the Man United club, as if they don't need any more. Uh, look, it's a, it's a difficult one. I think Fulham at Fulham are going to be a tough task. Eight versus 14. Although I have to say, Marco Silva hasn't been getting the best out of his side this season. This time last season, I thought they were quicker out of the blocks and they looked a lot more sharper for them than they are now. But I think Fulham can get something out of this game. I think Man United are in all sorts at home. I'm going to back Fulham 1-0. Oh, 1-0 Fulham. Okay. Also, uh, then we go to the games at 2 a.m. in the morning, 1 a.m. Queensland time. Brentford up against West Ham. Brentford, 9th versus 10th. Brentford being in, in decent form, two wins on the trot. West Ham, uh, conversely, on two losses. On the trot, I'm going to go with Bradford. I think Bradford hitting some decent form. That 2-0 performance they put in last week against Chelsea. At Chelsea, was really sublime. So I'm going to go Bradford 2-0 in this one. Man City on the back of a very good victory against Man United host Bournemouth. Yeah, look, I think Man City will be too good for Bournemouth. Struggling Bournemouth at the bottom end of the table. Uh, Man City have been flying high, keeping on the heel of the Spurs. I think they'll be really motivated to uh, to get a result here. I think 3-4-0 to Man City. Sheffield United will host Wolves. Yeah, Sheffield United bottom the table, being terrible against Arsenal last week, losing 5-0, whereas Wolves picked up a two-all draw with Newcastle United. I thought it was a hard fought, uh, draw for, for Wolves as well. Well, they possibly could have walked away with all three, but I'm going to go with Wolves. I think that'd be too good. Sheffield United have been terrible this season and real contenders for the relegation, so uh, I'm going Wolves. Crystal, Crystal Palace travel away from home to play Burnley. Yeah, struggling Burnley here as well. Can't find their form uh, for, for, for different reasons. Burnley have been struggling, playing good football in certain periods under, under obviously, Vincent Company. But I just think at the moment, Palace, I know they had a 2-1 loss against Spurs last week, but they could have possibly got a draw on that one had the VAR been on their side. I'm going to go with Palace. It's a good start to the season under Roy Hodgson. So I'm going to go with Palace in a close one. Intriguing one, this one. Everton will take on Brighton at 2 a.m. also on Sunday morning. Yeah, well, Everton have had a few wins. Mm. They've been inconsistent, a few wins, a few losses in the last five games. And Brighton have only had one win out of the last five games. A few draws snuck in there. I think they're slowly dropping off Brighton. Again, similar to Bradford, they haven't come out of the blocks like they were last season. Uh, but that's to be expected. They've had a few injuries to contend with. I think Everton, I think with the fact that right now the momentum's picking up, the confidence is about them, I think this might end up being a draw, Dan. A draw? Okay, I'll note that down. A draw. Uh, this will be a very good one. Sunday morning at 4.30 a.m., 3.30 in Queensland, Newcastle host Arsenal. Yeah, I think this is one of the two big, big clashes mm. they're watching the weekend. Newcastle versus Arsenal. I think this is going to be a really good one. Obviously, both teams in with three wins on the trot and two draws, so the form is very evenly contested. I think with Newcastle, with a draw against Wolves last week, I wasn't very impressed with their performance last weekend. Arsenal 5-0 against Sheffield United. A bit of a training run in the end. I know Sheffield United and Newcastle are two very different opponents this season. But I am going to back Arsenal to win this one. I think Arteta's men are firing on all cylinders. And Ketty up front is looking really, really sharp at the moment. Bakuya Saka, obviously, there. Odegaard. I know Arsenal obviously lost to the midweek cup tournament as well to West Ham 3-1. So they'll be galvanised to turn their form around for midweek and uh, concentrate on the Premier League going forward. I think Arsenal will be too good. I think it could be 2-1 in a tight game. Two games Monday morning. Uh, Nottingham Forest host Aston Villa. Well, Aston Villa being one of the informed teams of the competition, won the surprise packet this year. They've had four wins and a draw leading into this one, whereas Nottingham Forest are winless in the last five games with three draws and two losses. Fifth versus 16th spot. Steve Skipper would want better out of his side. Again, this time last year, they came out of the blocks a lot quicker 
uh, but this time around they're very, very slow to the, to the races. I'm going to go with Villa. I think they've been one of the more informed sides, one of the more exciting sides this year, the Premier League. You know, and we've got them playing some wonderful football with Ollie Watkins leading the way. I'm going to go with Villa 2-0. Doesn't get much easier for Luton Town, although you never know. It just continues to get harder, but you just never know. They host Liverpool. Yeah, I think this is going to be a walk in the park, to be honest with Liverpool. I think Luton Town have just been struggling at the moment. Uh, Sheffield United along the way as well, they've been the two big strugglers of this competition. And they get Luton Town, I think, staring down the barrel of a relegation this season. They're the new boys to the block, but they just haven't had anything go their way. I think Liverpool will be too good, 3 or 4 nil to Liverpool. Now, the other big game of the weekend, which you're referring to, is not happening until Tuesday morning. So we're going to hold off your preview on that because we'll talk on Tuesday morning. We'll review the weekend just gone. But that Tottenham-Chelsea game, which is Tuesday morning at 7 a.m., perfect timing. What about Tuesday? Uh, of course, Tradies News in a nutshell, between 5 and 6, you'll have the breakfast show, Vossi and Brandy. You can uh, watch the Tottenham-Chelsea game or listen on SEN Fanatic into the Melbourne Cup. What a day Tuesday's going to be. Yeah, Tuesday is always a, a fantastic day of the, it is, uh, the week, it? Dan. We love a Tuesday. Uh, obviously, Tradies News in a nutshell, mm. you can get up, bring out of bed uh, and uh, and listen to your lovely voice, mate, for an hour, and then Vossi and Brandy as well. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a fantastic Tuesday. And, uh, and yes, Tottenham and the Ange bus. Look, I think they're in a good position to face Chelsea just quietly, but we'll cover that one on Tuesday morning. I look forward to doing that with you, John. Have a wonderful weekend. We might even catch up, but we will definitely speak on Tuesday and look forward to all of that. I look forward to uh, clashing some glasses with you this weekend, Dan, Thank and, you. Uh, and cheering to you and your lovely success. And, uh, yes, mate, uh, you have a lovely day and we'll catch up soon, no doubt. We definitely will. Thank you. John Gallo on the line. And, yes, we will preview Tottenham up against Chelsea uh, on Tuesday morning with him because that'll be a huge match with Tottenham's trying to stay at the top of the table. It's 10 to 6 in New South Wales, 10 to 5 in Queensland. We'll take a break. Breakfast is not too far away. Five and a half to six, five and a half to five in Queensland. Lee on the text. I missed Chris's answer on the Seattle Steel Dragons. No, uh, Lee, we didn't do that today, but I have sent a message to Chris. He's going to do the homework and we'll cover that on Tuesday, Lee. So tune in on Tuesday and we'll have that covered when we chat to Chris Perkins. Again, haven't talked much about the Rugby League coming up this weekend, but tomorrow, of course, at 3 p.m., the Kangaroos taking on New Zealand. That game to be played in Hamilton. And then on Sunday, it'll be Fiji up against Papua New Guinea. That'll be four o'clock on Sunday. England also playing Tonga over the course of the weekend. And that's the Rugby League done for the year before a few months off before we get back into it in early 2024. Thank you for your company today. Thank you for your company this week. Breakfast coming up with Jimmy Smith and Greg Alexander. Our Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of them and then it'll be Pat and Heels. I'll be back with you Tuesday morning. We've got NFL on Monday morning, so I'll catch you back here on Tuesday morning. Have a great weekend. Enjoy all the sport and I'll see you Tuesday morning from 5am, 4am Queensland time. Breakfast follows the news.